Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster. And down through the years, one of my great delights is, if not presenting radio programmes about the music I love, then being asked to discuss it on someone else's radio show. What follows is one such clip of myself and Mike Murphy, Ireland's greatest art show presenter ever, discussing something I wrote about during my tenure tenure with the Irish Times. You see, during that decade, the 1990s, I also happened to be the popular music correspondent for the art show on RTE Radio 1, and both that station and the Irish Times like to see themselves as the radio station and newspaper of record, respectively. These programme segments, and sometimes full shows, would usually occur after Mike read an article I wrote and phoned me to appear on the programme, or after I myself would recommend an item that might be of interest to our listeners, and even provide a script, around which Mike and I would happily improvise. By the way, if you want to read some of the articles I wrote about music, the arts and popular culture in general, plus politics, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Two very conflicting views of singer-songwriter Christy Moore, whose new album, Graffiti Tongue, has just been released. In opposite camps are critics Dermot Doyle from the Sunday Tribune and Joe Jackson from the Irish Times, and they're both in studio with me. Now, Dermot, let me start with you. You had what could be called a swinging attack on Christy Moore in the Tribune, the gist of which was that he has sold out. Is that a proper assumption from the article? I think what the point I was trying to make was that over the last 10 years in particular, Christy has gone from being what you might call the national conscience, who a person who wasn't afraid to ask hard questions, who wasn't, prepared, who wasn't afraid to be political. And over the last 10 years, that's changed. And his image now is of this kind of clan in the vest, as I said, the kind of the Frank Carson of Irish music who sits on his stool and sings novelty songs. And that edge has gone from Christy. That's very harsh, isn't it? The Frank Carson of Irish music sitting on a stool. I, but I think to a degree, I'm not too sure to what degree he plays up to this image. You know, he's quite happy to sit there and sing his Liz Dunvarnas and sing his Don't Forget Your Shovels. And that isn't Christy. You know, you hear those songs once or twice and they're gone. They're not funny anymore. And are you they're saying not... that this is only in recent times and are you saying it with particular reference to this new album, Graffiti Tongue? I'm saying it, uh, over the last 10 years and, I mean, I've searched this album for proof that I was wrong because I was a very big Christy more fan years ago, but there's no great evidence that he's changed. There's a song called On the Mainland, which is an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's not as bad as the Liz Dunvarnas, I Don't Forget Your Shovels, but it's still there. It's a song lacking any kind of tune whatsoever and words which are forgettable after the second go. Okay, now just, uh, Joe, I know you're dying to get in and I'm not going to let you in yet, you. if you don't Thank mind. You. Just I hold do, on I a do, second. <laughs> because I want to just, I want to talk to Dermot about this because in, in this track, On the Mainland, he's actually making reference to the fact that the English announcer on a BBC programme is claiming Seamus Heaney, the Nobel Prize winner, as a British Nobel Prize winner. Now, isn't that something that is topical? And doesn't it have some slight edge to it? It has, it's, it has a slight edge to it, but I think that the points he makes in the song are wrong. He asks the question, well, you, wouldn't have done, you didn't do this to George Best and Alex Higgins, you didn't claim them as English mm. people. They did. They were quite happy to claim those two success stories as English. And they may, they may feel that they're as entitled to claim Seamus Heaney, who was born in yeah. what, for them, is their country as one of their own. They oh. may be wrong about that. Um, but your criticism about this song that we're about to hear is that there isn't enough bite in it there's, and that there is no tune. There's no tune at all, except a bit towards the end where he kind of he tries to get a little chorus going with himself. But the words are forgettable. Um, they're cliched. The point's been made loads of times before and it's not new. Well, let's listen to it. This is On the Mainland. On the mainland. 
That's on the mainland from Christy Moore's new album, Graffiti Tongue, introduced for us there by Dermot Doyle. Now, Joe Jackson, the right of reply, and are you defending Christy Moore on that particular tune? Uh, on the particular tune, no. Uh, on his career over the past 10 years, yes. And in relation to that song, I think the point you made is, is totally accurate. I don't think it's right to say that the English, the English have a tendency to say, like, they, they don't go one side or the other, they, they change. If Richard Harris wins an Academy Award, he is English. If he has a brawl, he's Irish. So there's a question raised by that. I think it's very healthy for Christie to reappropriate or to just point a focus at that. It's not a huge statement. It's a small statement. But to me, it's indicating to listeners or people who hear the song, watch out for this kind of nonsense. And the other comment that all the stuff he's made has, been, has, has come to jokes. I don't know what you're trying to include. I mean, his last album was Smoke and Strong Whiskey. He does Shane McGowan's song. He does a song about heroin addicts in Dublin, Whacker Humphreys. And I also totally disagree with even when he does Delirium Tremens on the live album. If he does one line where he says, I dreamed I was in a jacuzzi with that old whore from number 10, and the audience hook him because that's how a lot feel about it, it doesn't matter that the tune is weak or maybe the overall song goes on for two minutes too long. I think that he has created a moment of identification and expression for the crowd that is healthy and useful, and I don't see any deterioration in the work at that level. I mean, I didn't, I didn't say that all his songs were novelty songs. Clearly, they aren't novelty songs. Um, when we can argue about the non-novelty songs later on as to whether they're any good. But there's an image of Christie, which he has allowed to be created over the last 10 years, of himself as this national joker. Okay, he's quite happy to sit there, and he's quite happy to have the people laugh at him and take the plaudits on that basis. But the Christie, the political Christie, the strong Christie, the unafraid Christie, is no longer there. Okay, I, just, I, just, there I raised the question of Franklin Humphreys, which is a song about heroin addicts in Dublin. He's, he's not sitting on a stool and singing inane lyrics there. No. And I also, just this one point, one of your quotes was when you talked about the live album, right? Your full quote was that it was a nightmare, the basic tunes, inane lyrics and how's it going, lined up one after another in a battalion of banalities. Now... There's 14 songs on the album, five are by Christie, and in that you're wiping away Jimmy McCarthy, Shane McGowan, Ewan McCall. How on earth can you justify that description of this album? I mean, I mean, we can talk about that album if you like, but we're here to talk about the new album. And well, about, no, we're here to talk about, about you, you said t- 10 years. 10 years is, a man's, is the man's career. Are you 10 years is not the man's career. There was a career long oh, before the 10 years. As a, singer, as doing, a solo singer-songwriter. Oh, are you saying from right on to here is all rubbish? I'm saying that a good proportion of it is rubbish and a good proportion of the new album is rubbish as well. Because okay, but, but how do you justify that quote? You put that in print about the live album. Let's not move on to the other one. Are you saying that the nine songs by all those other songwriters are inane lyrics and they say nothing? I'm saying that... It's ludicrous. I'm saying that Christy and the songs that he writes... I mean, remember about this album, that Christy wrote this album more or less entirely. And if you, Why are you jumping away from the, the comment you made about that, which you said, the turning point for me, you wrote in the article, was when I heard this heap of nonsense. You cannot justify which saying... Which heap of nonsense now is this? The, the live album. album. The live album. this was the moment okay. you decided that Christie had deteriorated into delivering banalities. How can you say that when only five of the songs are his and Delirium Tremens is one of his best songs? Now, there, well, I mean, there's I would, an I mean, argument for some of the songs. That Delirium Tremens is one of his best he, songs. He thinks it is. And I yeah, think that's fine. But I mean, I mean, Christie thinks a lot of things and he's allowed himself over the last 10 years to change. I, I don't uh, think I mean, so. He doesn't think it's changed. I mean, there may be... I mean, we... You know, we could have an argument here about why he's allowed himself to do that. It may be that the way radio has changed, particularly in the country, he won't get a song about Bloody Sunday, which is on the new album. He won't get that played in the radio anymore. He's got to go to the list of environments. He's got to go to Don't Forget Your Show. But he doesn't. You're talking, play. when he does his concerts, he does them all. Well, he does. The, he, the, the one you picked, Jeremy, in your article, too, was the one about the, the vanguard as, at the, as the Rose of yeah. Lee in that. And I mean, you're saying that's particularly banal. That's particular, yeah, but it's, it's not representative. It's not he's representative. It's representative of the image of Christy Moore that Let has me developed ask you, over the last Before you wrote this article, had you heard the new album? I believe you didn't. I hadn't heard the new album before I'd heard. I'd Have heard you seen him in songs. concert? Having heard the album, can I ask you, Jeremy, yeah. having heard the album, which presumably 
presumably you have since then. Yeah. Have, have you changed your view? No, I haven't changed my views. And I think that the disappointing thing about the album is that you look beyond the novelty songs, for examples, that his songwriting is good, that he's still on the ball in terms of the other subjects that he's writing about. And there is no evidence of that whatsoever. It's a really weak album. It's really weak lyrically and it's really weak musically. There are maybe, there are 12 songs. It's 35 minutes long. I've heard it six or seven times over the weekend and maybe three of those songs have stuck in my head. Joe, would you I, like to introduce something then that will illustrate I, I your feel, point, yeah, which no, is that Christie has not sold out, that he's not a court jester? I, he, that, that's an absurd comment. I'm, I'm, quote, I'm quoting no, I know, but I, th- I think Dermot has locked himself in an entrenched position because, and I also am a bit nervous about this thing today. I'm not against Dermot and I did write a review of the new album partly as a response to that, but I hate this idea that, that it's, that, or I fear he may have written that just to stir controversy. No, no, I, I mean, I think this comes out there is an important point you made with Christy Moore. Christy Moore has the potential for genius. He's been there many times before. He was a fantastic singer in the 70s and the 80s when he started with Planksy, when he was doing stuff with Andy Irvine, when he was doing stuff with Moving Hearts. And since he's since this man and his guitar troubadouring around the country singing these novelty songs, he has changed. There is no question in my mind about that. And it's okay, I know how has he changed as a singer? You've just said singer. We move away from the songwriting. What is of less quality in the way he sings now than the way he sings? Oh, he's, he's, his voice is fine, but the songs that he's singing aren't fine. And well, you, you, Joe, you, hey, Joe that's, that's, in, illustrate you know. something now. Well, I mean, on the new album, I admit there are, and I said in the review in the Irish Times, something like God, woman is a one-line joke. I don't particularly like the song he wrote with Bono on the Edge about the North. I think there's far more he could say and should say and has said about Northern Ireland in the, you know, following the breakdown of the ceasefire, following the ceasefire when it was installed. But something like Riding the High Stool, which to me, again, is true to Christie's political base and the reason he actually drew back from his very hardline Republican position, it's celebrating the lives of ordinary people. It's naming them, it's putting them in a bar, and it's making that moment breathe in a way that I believe it will for the rest of time whatever music is listened to. And the tribute to Rory Gallagher, which has some inane lyrics, but he's taken the time to actually put down what to me is a heartfelt, well-sung, well-delivered tribute okay. to a fellow musician. Right in the high stool coming up. Thank now. you. Okay. That's uh, Riding the High Stool there, and that's from uh, Christy Moore's latest album, Graffiti Tongue. Now, I, during that, uh, Dermot Doyle and uh, Joe Jackson and myself were talking, and I was making the point that I thought that possibly the best lyrics in the album are from Paula Meehan, the poet, in Folktale. Uh, now, do either of you have well, any... The, yeah, this is where I bring it back. The point I was trying to make, that I think it's wrong, and it's a kind of old, it's like a prehistoric approach to uh, the usefulness of a pop singer, that the only worth is the songs they create, that, that you must judge them if he's a singer-songwriter, he can only be judged on that. Some of the best work Christie has done, up to and including the new album. And when he does Fairy Tale of New York, he said to me he's written to, uh, 500 songs, but he has recorded only 25. The new album brings it up to 28. He's recorded, I don't know, 12 albums and going back to Planksteen and his early stuff. So the bulk of his material is interpreting other people's songs. And when I listen to this Paula Meehan lyric, I hear no deterioration in terms of his insight, his intelligence and his commitment to interpreting the text of the song. In actual fact, I believe that at his age now, it's deeper, more mature and more complex. And are you saying that about the overall album, Graffiti Tongue? Is, are you saying this is one of his best No, albums? I definitely am not saying that. And I also think at 35 minutes, he could have thrown at least four more right. songs. Okay, Dermot, what is, what is your view? And one of the, the well, songs now, 30... that you mentioned there, Joe, is Rory is Gone. Now, I think we should play it and let people make their own judgment on it. But Dermot, can you tell me now, just take that song, mm-hmm. Rory is Gone, as an example of a song from the album, and can I have your opinion on it? Right, the first thing about Rory's Gone is that it's, it's a weak tune, so we turn to the lyrics for Rescue, and the first line is uh, that Rory's gone to heaven to play the blues. Anybody who starts This is Rory Gallagher. This is Rory yeah. Gallagher. Anybody who starts a song like that should immediately tear it up mm-hmm. and start again. It's 
It's an awful cliche. It's the kind of stuff that sixth class students write for the rest to write a poem about a regular. This idea, again, to reduce the song just to what the couple of words mean. Let's listen, listen, you know, feel the sentiment, listen to what he's saying and the colours in his voice, listen to the accompaniment on the guitar. There are other ways to read a song than just reduce it to two lines that are correct. All right, yeah, but, you're, 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 but you're detecting something there that I don't detect. We're, we're going to That's play you're that. Close to Christy Moore. No, not close to Christy Moore. I would love to. Well, I'll tell you Christy something. If, if sufficient numbers of people buy the album just to make their minds up after the two of you discussed it, <laughs> Christy will be a very happy yeah, man don't, indeed. Don't, don't, That's uh, for sure. Don't forget the uh, backhanders, Christy. <laughs> Graffiti, Graffiti Tongue is the name of the album by Christy Moore, and this is our final track. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, If you want to read any of my articles, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.